folks, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Change. My name is Jillian Walsh. I'm a registered dietitian as well as a registered psychotherapist qualifying here in Canada. And today I'm here to talk to you folks about binge eating behaviors in children and teens. So let's first start with clarifying what is binge eating behaviors. So this is not the typical episodes of overeating that we all experience regularly in our lives as humans, right? It is very typical to eat something perhaps in higher quantities than we are used to or that we require if we really enjoy the food, if there's a holiday, if um, you know we're out and about and something tastes really good. So that is not binge eating behaviors. Binge eating behaviors are characterized by a very distinct feeling of a loss of control. So please keep in mind as a parent, it may be very difficult to identify binge eating behaviors in your child or teen. So it's very important that you actually ask them, hey, how do you feel when you have these episodes of overeating? You know, why is it that you're eating in secret? Why is it that you're taking, you know, large quantities of food back to your room and then hiding the wrappers? Now, of course, we want you to do this in a very kind and I guess respectful way. So if you don't feel comfortable with that, that's okay. It can always be that you ask a trained healthcare professional to help you navigate that conversation. But the key message here is to remember that overeating is not binge eating tendencies. That binge eating tendencies that characterizes binge eating disorder needs to be paired with a loss of control as experienced by the individual. Okay. So now when we're talking about binge eating behavior, recognize that there can be binge eating tendencies along the spectrum of disordered eating. And then as things increase, as the episodes or the behaviors start to happen more often, we get into that territory of a diagnosis of binge eating disorder. Now there's many criteria that actually contribute to the diagnosis of binge eating disorder. I won't get into that too much right now, Mainly what it is, is going to be the number of binge eating episodes, you know, in a three month period. At the end of the day, binge eating tendencies are going to be some aspect of disordered eating, which requires care that requires you to connect with a healthcare professional that can help you navigate this. So when it comes to binge eating disorder, please remember that it is actually the highest incidence of eating disorders. The other piece is that it tends to populate or tends to come up most often in late adolescence. That doesn't mean that we don't see it in younger children, you know, early teens. However, it does tend to happen most often in the older adolescent population. Now, when we talk about statistics, over a lifetime, one to 2% of the population will meet criteria for binge eating disorder. That's a very high number. Now, when we think about one in 10 folks living with an eating disorder, you know, throughout their lifetime, this is really starting to get into high chances of somebody having an eating disorder in their lifetime. Now, of course, I say high 10%, one to 10%, you know, when we're talking about that, it's all about perspective, right? But for my world, I feel like that's high. Now, the other thing to consider is that when we think about males versus females, of course, males can also have eating disorders. It tends to be that 10% of folks living with eating disorders are male. Now keep in mind that the presentation of eating disorders in males, binge eating disorder is the highest occurring one. In fact, binge eating disorder for the entire population is the most common. So keep that in mind. It's actually very likely that if folks are presenting with that loss of control, you're noticing binge eating behaviors over time and significant number of episodes in a period of three months, then it's quite likely that they may meet 
diagnostic criteria for an eating disorder. So as a parent, if you're still here, if you're thinking, hmm, it's quite possible that my child or my teen has a binge eating disorder or at least is exhibiting signs of binge eating tendencies, here's five things I want you to do after this video. So first, seek help. Connect with eating disorder resources. They can be nonprofit eating disorder resources. It can be blogs. It can be videos just like ours. It can be connecting with an eating disorder team in your public system. It can be connecting with an eating disorder team in the private system. Regardless of where you're seeking help, just make sure you take the next steps to getting help for you and your child. Number two is to be a positive role model for your child. That means setting up a home environment where food and weight and shape is not something that's demonized. We don't want a child to be exposed to negative self-talk anytime, but especially when we're seeing binge eating tendencies. Three, when you're talking about food, make sure you're talking about food as just being food. We want to continue portraying this message of food is food. We do not want food to have a moral value. We don't want food to be talked about as unhealthy and healthy or good and bad or junk food and clean food. Take all of that language off the table and let's just talk about about food as food. Four, encourage regular eating. This means eating breakfast every morning, usually within an hour of waking. It means eating three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It means having two to four snacks a day. That is regular eating. That is how our body functions optimally, eating disorder or not. And when we think about binge eating tendencies really being perpetuated by a prolonged period of restriction, you know, when we talk about that binge restrict cycle, that's in a previous video. Think about that piece. If we're not restricting, then of course the binge eating tendencies will decrease. So the first step is having regular eating in the household as a culture. And finally, number five is keeping those foods that are considered binge foods or that you've noticed that your child has been binging on, keep them in the house. We don't want those to be completely removed from the house because that feels that fuels the sense of scarcity. And we don't want that. That actually encourages the brain to seek that food out even more. What we do want you to do is do some sort of graduated exposure with the direction of a trained healthcare professional that will help you with reintroducing these binge foods. All right, folks. So if you're seeing binge eating tendencies in your child and teen, that's the top five things to do right now. Seek help, be a positive role model, consider food as just food, encourage regular eating in the household, and keep binge foods in the home with, of course, graduated exposure over time under the direction of a trained healthcare professional. If this is the first video you're watching, then I'll tell you a few ways that you can seek help right after this video. So first, you can check out the link in the bio down below or in the description. And what you can do is you can book a free consultation call with myself. If you're in Canada, I can help you navigate the eating disorder system to make sure that you're able to get the care that you need. The next thing that you can do or another thing that you can do is you can sign up for our free two-hour webinar that happens each and every month. It's called First Do No Harm, and you'll notice the link down in the description below. And of course, these episodes are weekly, so you'll see us come in week to week. Only if you like and subscribe, and make sure that you hit the bell, because then you'll get notified every time a new video is released. All right, folks, thanks for being here. I'll see you again next week. <music>